VoiceAmerica.com. Afternoon and welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Yo, what's up everybody? What's going on? I'm coming to you live from my new digs. I used, it used to be called The Basement, or also known as The Dungeon, but now I come to you from The Sanctuary. That's right. The new spot is getting tucked in. That's why I'm a little late today. I had to work out a little technical difficulties, if you can understand that. But I've definitely missed y'all the past couple of weeks. It's been a long time, huh? <laughs> I'm glad to join y'all once again. It's always a pleasure. I take that to two weeks have been hopefully y'all have been blessed and finding so many blessings I know that I have like I said um, over the past couple of weeks I've been moving into a new house and that's been an adventure most of y'all bachelors out there no matter where you are in the world once you give up your bachelor pad it's officially done not to say that when you got married you know it was done then but you still had those memories you know what I'm saying it was nostalgic you know you kind of Look at the corner, and, you know, like, man, that's where we had some fun back in the day, in the single days. But, hey, it's all good. We're going to have some good times in a new spot. So happy to be here. And just give you guys a little brief update on what's going on in my world. Man, some good stuff's going on with EGX Lifestyle. We have coming up November 3rd, the EGX Lifestyle Day for kids. That's right. Ages 9 to 15 can come from all over the country. Come bring a bus in. It's going to be a day full of music, full of fun. And basically, you guys show the young kids to, to live a healthy lifestyle. It's so easy to do. We're going to have a lot of games and a lot of uh, uh, with the obstacle courses to go through. And it's going to be a good time with some gifts and surprises for the kids. And I'm really excited about it. It's something that I look forward to, something I'm very passionate about. And I got the idea, actually, from an event that I did in Johnson City over the summertime. And uh, I was it there with Get Fit Tennessee with uh, Commissioner uh, Cooper, Susan Cooper, who's my side partner in Get Fit Tennessee. And we went up to Johnson City and... It was, it was about 200 kids, and all they had was a couple tires, some cones, a mat, and a couple of uh, trash cans. And we had a absolute ball. And when these kids were out there running five and six times through this obstacle course, not knowing that they were just being active, and we were just asking them just to be kids. That's how, that's, that's how we want to solve this obesity epidemic. So I'm really excited about that. Also, the moms event is in full swing. Uh, the moms are calling in left and right, telling me how excited they are about the EGX workout video. They're taking it on the road, and and they just find they're finding their life. You know, this is the the workout portion now that they're finding very fulfilling, and and they're they're, they're seeing some results. They're losing weight. They can see changes in their their lifestyle and their clothes and. And they're very thankful, and we're approaching, uh, actually, November 2nd, they'll be coming back to Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, for the update, to check up, to see where they're at. And I'm hearing some great things. Some moms have already lost, like, 25 pounds. 25 pounds in almost a month. It's amazing what you can do when you put your mind to it. So a big shout-out to the EGX mothers. Also, we have... The essays that have come in thus far, we got we got a couple that are really, really good. Now, the essays I'm speaking about is a contest that I proposed to a couple to you guys out there. I said I was going to come down to your neighborhood no matter where you are in the world. I'm Me and my crew, we're going to come in there, take you through a, a personal workout. And we got some great, 
great responses. We got a few essays in there, and there's one particular that that that's 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 really catching my eye. I may have to shoot down south, south of Nashville. That is, you know who you are if you're listening. So keep up the good work. Oh man, whoo! Now moving right along. Got a great day lined up for you guys today. Got a very special guest coming on in our next segment, but I'm gonna. You know, bring you up to date on what I've been doing over the past couple of weeks. It's nothing like a fall, I tell you that. The fall is so special. You know, it's that season of transition from summer to obviously fall. And the leaves start to change and the cool breeze just comes through the air, that silent breeze. Christmas is coming. We have uh, uh, Thanksgiving coming. Ah, yeah, nothing like a Thanksgiving, the eggnog, apple cider, all that good stuff. It's a good, it's a good feel in the air right about now. So I'm really excited about that. So it's really, it's really good um, going into the fall, and I'm so excited in this fall because I get a chance to be fashionable. I think that the fall time is a time to be fashionable, and you can throw on your hot gear, your jacket that you haven't had a chance to wear, you wore it on sale, you know. Right before, but anyway, moving right along, college football is in full swing, and that's right, baby. If you're a college football fan, my Ohio State Buckeyes, the Ohio State Buckeyes, are number one. So get used to it. I know the LSU fans are a little upset, and SC fans are down right now, and Cal fans are down, Vanderbilt fans, you never was down, you always been down. <laughs> no knock on Vandy, big up. To Vanity won this week, but I will say this: Ohio State—they haven't played a soul yet. You know, when you look at Kent State, you look at Youngstown State. I'm, I'm, you know, come being an alum and, and a true Ohio State fan, I'm not, I'm not thrilled. I'm not overly thrilled about it at all. So it's something that I, I got to check myself on. But we hold the number one spot right now. I'm really excited about that. But this, this college football season, man, is full of upsets. It's anybody's game. And uh, if your school, if you're in the top ten, I would say don't lose. Don't lose late. That's not what you want to do. If you lose late, you're out of it. But if you lose kind of right now, you still got a chance to get back in it. Like Florida, Oklahoma, LSU still in there. Oregon is still in there. Michigan, they're not in there. But they pose a threat to Ohio State. And I also do a pro football preview show on Fox Sports Net coming on every Thursday and Friday and Saturday. You can check it out. Listen to my great analysis of the teams, the breakdowns, and those of you who were watching the duel in Dallas yesterday. The duel in Dallas. That was the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots. And man, <laughs> they might as well put the, the New England Patriots on this year's Lombardi Trophy because ain't nobody, nobody ain't seen these cats. I like what I'm saying. Tom Brady and Randy Moss, that, that combination is something fierce. And, you know, they're a well-oiled offensive machine. You know, ever since they've been accused of cheating, oh, they're letting you know they don't need to cheat. <laughs> they, that's all they don't need to do. They don't need to cheat. They got Thomas Brady, and they have Bill Belichick. They have an outstanding defense. And, you know, they are my definite favorite right now. I hate to admit it. People in the Tennessee area, you know, the Titans, they got to they gotta get it going. They have to offensively, they don't have much going on, you know, besides Vince Young. Well, Vince Young really hadn't played that well. It's really been the defense, honestly. But that's my update on uh, the football aspect. Today we have a great show coming up, a very serious show. And at some point in time, I would like people to call in. And if you're moved by something that you hear or if you want to chime in on the conversation, please do. And we're going to come back in a minute, y'all, with a very special guest. So stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. The Kerry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Kerry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Kerry Douglas Show. Join Kerry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Kerry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Kerry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. Hope all is well. Like I said, today we have, coming up on our second segment, a very special guest about a very, very special issue, and that's sexual violence. And uh, it's something that, that, that I didn't know was so prevalent today in our society. It's something so very serious, and so many people affected by that, and that being men and women. Um, it was alarming, like a grown man, you know, not in prison, but grown men and, and sexual violence. And I would love to bring on a very special woman. Uh, she is a professor, an assistant professor at the Systematic Theology at Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago. She's also founded the Deanna Project, Project, a church-based response to sexual violence. So. I would love to bring on with me to Radio by George and give her a warm welcome, Miss Dr. Monica A. Coleman. Dr. Monica, are you on? I'm on, yes. Hello. How are you? How's I'm, your day? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing excellent. I'm uh, in a new spot right now, just trying to get used to my new world, but, you know, it's a sanctuary, so all is good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but uh, thank you for coming on. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so so real briefly, you know, uh, you being a new guest on the radio by George, uh, tell us a little bit about your background in the church and how you became involved in the issue of sexual violence. Um, well, I'm an ordained minister. I'm ordained in the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Mm-hmm. And I became involved in this issue because I'm a survivor of sexual violence. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in divinity school training to learn more about being a minister, I was raped by um, an ex-boyfriend at the time. And, of course, my life really fell apart. I didn't know what to do. And what I realized is I kind of sought help for what I was going through was that there were medical personnel to help me and there were legal personnel to help me and there were crisis centers and there was counseling available to help me with those aspects of my life. 
but there was really no one to help me put my faith back together again mm-hmm. because I had a spiritual crisis as well. Right. Um, and so after I had been through a little bit of therapy and had done some research, I was also supposed to be a minister to church, and I didn't want to be a minister to church. I wanted someone to minister to me. Mm. Uh, I didn't think I would be a very good minister at all. And it kind of just found me. I was at a church that was very progressive, that really understood social justice as ministry, mm-hmm. and it just kind of hung out there. And the pastor said, well, if you stay around long enough, the ministry will find you. And as I began talking, I realized I wasn't the only one who had this situation of being a survivor of sexual violence, of being a former rape victim, mm-hmm. and kind of had to figure out how to do God and prayer and trusting faith and community, all that kind of stuff all over again. Mm-hmm. And so we, I really didn't know what I was doing, but I started doing worship services and started talking about this. And next thing we knew, there was this whole ministry um, responding to sexual violence in our community from what churches can do to help people with their the spiritual and theological aspects of that crisis. Wow! So, so the, when you, ex- you had that experience, mm-hmm. um, how did it make you feel? Um, I, as far as the spiritual issues, I think with a mixture of feeling abandoned by God, just like many people, you pray that God will stop it, and you think, well, God can part the Red Sea, God can make miracles happen, but God's not stopping this. Were and you, so, I'm yeah. sorry. No, go ahead. So there's a level of, of partly anger with God, and then also just I don't want to have anything to do with God. I was very, I was, I had that kind of an anger. Mm-hmm. So, so in, in in getting over that, um, well, are you are you over the, the anger part of it, or do you still fight those issues to this very day? I mean, is that? Um, no, that they're not active for me, really at all at this point. But it's been oh, well over ten years. Oh, well, over 15, oh, yeah, more than 10 years. <laughs> what was that again? Yeah, it's been more than 10 years. Um, it's, I don't know, I don't ever use the term of kind of being over because it, it's part of my life story now and part of kind of what has shaped me into the person that I am. So I don't think of it as something that I'm over or that I have closure about, but it's integrated into part of the rest of my life and other life stories. So it doesn't haunt me. I don't have nightmares and those kinds of things very often. Um, Were you... Were you ever afraid to to speak out about this this one particular subject? Um, was I afraid to? I think I was. I was probably more afraid not to speak out about it than I was afraid to. But there was a level of fear because it's um it's it's challenging. It's difficult. It's it's very it can be very emotional for me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really kind of put a cramp on my dating life at the time. You know? Yeah, uh-huh. I was walking around like, oh yeah, Monica, the girl who talks about rape. Uh, it, it didn't make me very popular in some senses, and I wasn't very old. Uh, I was still relatively young at the time, um, early 20s. So it, it wasn't glamorous in that sense. But I was, I think probably the worst thing about um, everything that has to do with sexual violence is the silence and secrecy about it. And you feel like you're the only person in the world who knows what you're going through. And, well, every person's story is unique. That's just not the case. There's so many people, unfortunately, who have these experiences, and mm-hmm. it's just so important to make noise about it and not to be silent. Yeah. And you know what I find so so amazing? You know, when you look at some of the data that's out there, it says that rape is one of the most underreported crimes. Exactly. And that the National Violence Against Women survey found that only one in five adult women, which is 19%, reported their rapes to police. Right. And that's, you know, I don't know personally. Um, I know of a few situations uh, in my in my own family life where someone may have uh, been raped and it, it affects that person till this day, you know, and that happened well uh, over 30-some-odd years ago. And you can still see the lingering effects of that. And it took time for for that individual to, 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 to say what happened because it, she she fought through depression and, and, and uh, guilt. She felt like it was her fault at times. Right. And to open her mouth, it was well a year o- over that it happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's just something that, you know, I guess people would have to get over so I guess for the the person that's out there that may have ex- have experienced something like this, how do they 
come across and open their mouth? Who do they talk to? Because I know uh, this is very, a very difficult thing to do. It, it is really hard. I mean, I think the hardest part is probably admitting to oneself, mm-hmm. whatever the situation was, that this was rape. Um, about 85 to 95% of sexual assaults occur with people who are new, known, loved, or trusted before the assault. So it's usually not a stranger. It's usually somebody you know, a coworker, a, a relative, something, um, a, a partner or an ex-loving partner. Um, so that makes it really hard for a lot of people to admit, like, wow, this was rape, because rape is like that really bad thing that doesn't happen to you, you know. And so that's probably the hardest part is coming to terms with it oneself. Mm-hmm. And after that, I mean, I would say the best thing to do is just to talk to somebody. I actually opened the phone book to R. And saw a rape crisis center and called the number. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I did, and I ended up in counseling. And I was a graduate student. I didn't have much money, and I got free counseling. And it was very, very helpful for me and for most of the other people who were in the group, too. Mm-hmm. In my particular case, I happened to be able to get a, I got assistance within two or three months after the rape occurred, which is really unusual. Most people who were in the group with me, their rapes had been anywhere from two to seven or eight years prior, or even 15 years prior. It does take many people um, a longer time to talk about it and to begin to sort through those issues. Mm. And they sort, they deal with you. If you don't deal with them, it, it, yeah. it becomes part, it really does affect all of one's life. Even when you're trying to deal with it intentionally, it can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if you have any questions out there, if you want to chime in the conversation, please call in at 866-472-5787. That number should be on your screen. So let me ask you, Monica, um, why start a program in a church? I mean, is that is that the, the place to deal with, with sexuality? Um, yes. <laughs> the short answer would be yes. Um, the one, a couple reasons why I did is, um, one, I felt called to do it. I don't suggest that everybody who is a survivor of sexual violence has to talk out talk out and speak out about it. Um, it it's a difficult thing to do, but if you feel called called by God to do it, it makes it a little bit easier. (laughs) Um, The other part is, you know, when someone has, if there's something that causes a faith crisis, I really kind of couldn't be mad at my lawyer for not addressing that, (laughs) or I shouldn't have been mad at my therapist for not addressing that. It's the church's role, if you're a Christian, to deal with the issues around faith, to deal with the issues one has about God. But some churches also believe that if you don't talk about it, it'll just go away, and and that God will magically take care of that in, inside of your heart and your soul, and and that you don't have to be so proactive in dealing with those issues. But I see it as you know suppressed uh, over your feelings, and it will lead to more problems later on in your life. You know what I'm saying? I definitely agree. I think that if if um, individuals think about it. Churches really do have something to say about sexual violence. Um, they might think it's easier or less controversial to say someone should deal with it kind of on their spirit. But we as churches talk out about violence all the time. We don't think it's good for, you know, kids to hit one another. I mean, you say, well, yeah. God wouldn't want you to do that. You're supposed to do unto your neighbor like you want someone to do <laughs> unto you. So we, we acknowledge that violence is not good and God doesn't like violence. <laughs> so churches really do kind of deal with some of these issues a lot. Churches deal with sexuality all the time. How well they do it might be up for debate. But, you know, the basic don't do it until you're married um, th- that's kind of a church teaching. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and so um, it's not like the, like we don't do, we deal with issues of life and death all the time. We do baptisms, we do funerals, and when you've been a person who's been sexually violated, it's a life and death issue for you. It's the death of your soul sometimes. It feels like it could be the death of your life depending on how the situation happened. Right. So all the issues that come up within sexual violence really are issues that, that religions and that churches deal with. Um, but having to deal with sexual violence overtly means actually having to say the word sex, which mm-hmm. scares some churches. Yeah. But it's not outside the realm of church at all. No, no, absolutely it's not. I mean, anything under the sun is, is, is from God. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so sex is, is, is a great thing, but, but being uh, physically assaulted or sexual violence is, is absolutely you know, a no-no, you know, in, and definitely in my mind and hopefully in the mind of others. Right. And it's just, it's just shocking to uh, to see the, the the number of reports and, and, and how often this happens in society. You know, because you, you figure that in 2007, you know, particularly men, mm-hmm. you know, do you believe still that no means yes? 
You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just something that um, it's a very delicate situation. Uh, if you're dealing with, you, you dig into the vulnerability of, of a person's soul. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, that I, I guess is very daring to me. You know, again, you know, a relative of mine had that done, and I still see how that affects her today. And, and you know, I guess and how you were able to get over that, what would you recommend to someone that has experienced uh, something like this early in their childhood and they're still dealing with it mm-hmm. but have piled on numerous, numerous more problems on top of that? Oh, it's really difficult when people are, you know, have been experienced sexual violence in their childhood because it affects how you grow up. Um, it, it's just, it can be, it's also very difficult when you are violated as an adult, as I was. Um, but a lot of my sense of self had already formed. And so, in that sense, I didn't have to kind of reconstruct something that never quite developed the way that one would hope it would develop. But okay. again, my, you know, my recommendation to people is really just, I mean, to call the call the hotlines, to call the national numbers, to call your local crisis centers. I mean, those people were like angels for me, <laughs> and okay. they, they're just very helpful. And other than that, it really is one step at a time. But the biggest part is realizing, like, wow, this has affected my life, and wow, I think I want to live a, a different kind of life, a better quality life, which means I have to somehow plow through these difficult issues. Well, Monica, we want to take a quick break, and uh, we want to talk some more about that when we come back. Great. All righty. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. I'm joined with Dr. Coleman. Hey, Dr. Coleman. I guess she's uh, on hold, but we were just talking about sexual violence and uh, just how prevalent it is in our society and just how often it does happen and how you can be affected by it and how you can uh, go get help if you need it. Um, Dr. Coleman also wrote a book uh, on her experiences about in the Vienna Project. Dr. Coleman, are you on? I'm right here. Okay. I'm glad you joined me. I love yeah, what happened. Yeah, I just somehow you couldn't hear me. I could hear you. <laughs> okay. But I was just briefly telling our listeners mm-hmm. about the uh, 
the book, the uh, Deanna Project. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, yes, it actually looks like Dinah, D-I-N-A-H, but it's pronounced Dina. And, Dina, yeah. Dina, okay. And Dina is... Excuse me. <laughs> in, oh, oh, that's fine. Most people would pronounce it Dina. It's, Dina is a character in the Bible. She is one of Jacob's daughters. And we read about her story in Genesis 34. Mm-hmm. And I named it after her because the story is told about her rape, but almost no one knows about it. We all know about all the other sons, right, who make up the tribes of Israel. And, oh, yeah, there's this other girl named Dina. Mm. And... She is. She goes out into the country land, and she is raped. And then she, um, Jacob, the, the man who rapes her, decides he wants to marry her. And so Jacob then begins to barter the the bride price for what is going to cost him to marry her. And her brothers become very upset, and they say, "Hey, what do you think all the men of his village should get circumcised?" Which, of course, is kind of torturous when you're a grown man with no, no. anesthesia. No, no question. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's what they suggest. And while they're all recuperating in their tents, the brothers go kill all the men in the village. Um, now, <laughs> I don't suggest that people seek vigilante violence after a sexual assault, but there are a couple things they say. They said, well, you know, this should not happen in our community, and we need to have a community response. And those kinds of things I do affirm. <laughs> and so I named the book The Dina Project because it helps churches say, wow, what can we do about sexual violence? I know this is an important issue, maybe because I'm a survivor or I know somebody who is, or for people who might be social workers by day and say, wow, what can I do with all these skills and gifts I have in my church mm-hmm. life? And the things that churches can do to help to educate about sexual violence, to address sexual violence in worship, and to just make not make this a taboo issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I also talk about what I call the real the, t- the three tough topics, um, the issues that we don't like to talk about that are really hard in churches, like talking about evil and suffering, mm-hmm. talking about our bodies and sexuality, mm-hmm. and then talking about forgiveness, which is a real biggie and a real hard one. Well, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk okay. about those 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 top three top um, uh, hard issues. And mm-hmm. that one, the, the the number one was um, evil and suffering. Evil and suffering. Now, now, what does that what does that mean? Well, why did God let this happen to me? Mm-hmm. That's the question that so many people ask. Uh, even if you're a loved one of someone who's been uh, violated, you say, "Why did God let this happen to somebody I love? Why does God mm-hmm. let these kinds of things happen?" Um, and the truth of all these big issues are there aren't any really great easy answers. It's not like I've, I've unlocked the secret to them or anything. No, but exactly. A lot of it has to do with wrestling with it. Um, and being willing to wrestle with it and not purporting those things that are really unhelpful, like saying, God let it happen for a reason. Because then you think, well, what kind of God would that be? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, no so that, those aren't helpful responses. Or to say, oh, well, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, which is in the Bible, but someone might hear it and say, well, gosh, I guess I don't love God enough or this wouldn't have happened to me. Uh-huh. Um, so sometimes there are platitudes and things that we say uh, sometimes because we really believe them, but that really just compound to make the experience worse. So, so let's hypothetically say that something happened to me, and I say I make that well, what happened? You know, why did this happen to me? Right. Where? So, how do you draw that connection to say this? How do you make it make sense in my mind mm-hmm. at that point in time? Specifically, saying okay, is there what's the reasoning behind this? Well, sometimes you say there there might not be a good reason, but and there aren't always reasons. But part of it is saying, well, it's not your fault. That's the important one important thing. The other part is it, it doesn't mean that it's God's fault either, <laughs> and that's that's a really a really big part. Why did God let this happen? But don't you find that like in certain circumstances that may happen in your life, you hear you always hear, well, things happen to you for a reason. Mm-hmm. There has to be. You have to, I guess. You have to come to come to some type of conclusion to say, I went through this for some purpose, whether it was to to start something an awareness campaign or uh, uh, never to be in a certain situation. I mean, there has to be some explanation behind it, don't you? Wouldn't you say? Um, not necessarily. For example, perhaps this happened because somebody else, in their free will and their freedom. It made a, made a decision that then impacted your well-being, which is what would have happened in a situation of rape or sexual violence. Um, and that's the reason. Someone made a free decision to hurt somebody else. Um, I think that it's very, it's very dangerous, though, to, and very, or at least very difficult and very, sometimes very problematic to imply that God orchestrated all this so that you could come out a stronger person because some people don't come out stronger people. Mm. They come out weaker people. 
they come out just barely clinging to the vestiges of life. And some people do come out of stronger, but the idea that what doesn't kill us makes us stronger just isn't true <laughs> for everybody. I think that if someone says, well, I'm going to then be, you know, make an awareness campaign after something bad happens, then that might be a calling. It may be their choice. It may be something they're able to do. But not everyone is, and not everyone has to be or should be. As so what, what, what I think what you're implying is that God is not in every situation, that in every intimate detail of our lives, in every situation. I say God is present. I think it's really important to say God is present in every situation, mm. that God loves us in every situation, that it hurts God so much that we're hurting. And it would even hurt, it hurts God that someone who God created would do something to hurt someone else that God created. But that doesn't mean that God causes every single thing to happen. That's part of what I would, I would say are some of the things that we should talk about. And part of it is that churches aren't often wrestling to, willing to really wrestle with these things. And so... Thing, these are things that we should talk about in our churches. Why do things happen? You don't. You don't have to have a crisis necessarily to have these kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. And, and what was the second? Uh, oh, our uh, bodies and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I think part of it is that sometimes our Bible gives us mixed messages. Sometimes the body is wonderful, and we're supposed to praise God with our bodies. Yeah. And then we get messages that the spirit is better than the body, <laughs> and that we should focus on the spirit and not focus on the body. And so part of it's acknowledging that our, our tradition gives us some mixed messages and acknowledging that our bodies are good, that God loves us in our bodies, that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, and that God wants us to value our bodies. Um, the same idea that sexuality is a gift that God gives us mm-hmm. and is created as good and being able to embrace those things um, <clears throat> and say this is part of who I am and part of who God loves me as how I am and that God wants these things to be used beneficially, not negatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sounds like a really basic message, but we don't really hear that as much as churches as we might need to or want to. Yeah, that my body yeah, and my spirit are both really important. And when yeah, you impact yeah, yeah. my body, you impact my spirit. Yeah, some some churches you'll hear about, okay, we're going to pass the offering plate for the eighth time today. And you really don't hear, the, hear those messages of, of of the body and how forbidden it could be, like the forbidden fruit, you know, because... You know, I grew up thinking that, you know, sexuality is, is okay, but you should do it when you're married, and and you often feel guilty sometimes in marriage when you have sex that, like, wow, you know, did I do something wrong? But it's meant to be something that's pleasurable, and, 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 and God intended for us to have that to express our love amongst each other and not to be abused, like you, like you said. So... Um, I definitely agree. So in your sermon or whenever you're preaching, how do you ex- ex- tell an 18-year-old to um, to again love her body as she, after she's been violated? How does oh. that healing process work? Well, I, I don't know that I can tell them exactly how to do it. But what I do say is that God loves our bodies as our bodies and that it really makes a lot of sense that if your body's been violated, your soul's been violated, that our bodies oh, yeah. and our souls are connected, um, which, again, we don't always hear about that so much. And so sometimes to heal your body, that means you also have to heal your soul mm-hmm. and vice versa. <laughs> okay, so tell me, how can I heal my soul? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes that means being involved in a faith community that is supportive and that's understanding um, and that's willing to walk with some, with you or with whoever the individual is, as whatever you're going through, whether you're in really great times or you're having really tough times. Now, does that mean a, a deal of meditation? Does that mean uh, seeking outside help outside of the church, as far as seeing a psychiatrist or a psychiatrist, like somebody that can help me with those issues? I mean, what is that? What is that? Ab- ab- I would say yes, problem? yes, and yes. I'm, I'm a big fan of getting all the help as possible that's out there if you need help. <laughs> Because usually it's there, I would say, a multi-pronged approach. It's it's really helpful to have a faith community. For some people, meditation is really helpful. Um, I think that therapy is always very helpful. And there, if someone feels like, well, I really want Christian counseling, there's a lot of Christian counseling out there nowadays. If you want, feel like you have someone who can deal with the emotional issues and whatever your spiritual and your faith religion is as well. Okay. Um, exercise, all those things are, are really helpful. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. But we're going to take a quick break, Monica. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about men and sexual abuse and the other way around. 
Great. So, and just the issues that are out there, I, I'm just, I have speechless when I talk about that, but we'll talk about that and more when we come back in a minute, y'all. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George, and I'm joined with Dr. Monica Coleman. And Monica, I know you have to get going in a few minutes, um, but uh, are you, Monica, are you there? I guess not. Oh, I'm right here. Okay. <laughs> we keep uh, missing each other. But I know you got to get going in a few minutes. But really quick, talk about uh, men and, and where they can go to help if they're, if they're rape victims, men that are rape victims. Um, I think the first thing I would say is to to just open your local phone book, your local mm-hmm. telephone book, and um, there there's definitely going to be a number there. You can call for your local rape crisis center. Um, that's one of the first things I would say, whether you're a man or a woman. They're the most helpful place locally for everyone to work with. But, but don't you think, I mean, for, for I'm thinking for, for, from my perspective, mm-hmm. okay, as a man, mm-hmm. if... I were to get raped, that would be extremely difficult to say, hey, you know what, I want to go open up the phone book and call the sexual hotline and tell somebody I've, I've just been raped. As a, as a grown man, mm-hmm. that's, that, that is difficult. And I know there are stories out there like that. I mean, it's easier said than done. What are some of the ways that a man can deal with his manhood? Right. Well, there Number are one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, it's very difficult. It's difficult for women, and I think it's it can be just very difficult for men because of how masculinity is constructed oh, in our yes. society about what it means to be a man. Um, but of course, the difficult part. There are two different, really challenging parts about this, and one reason why it can be so complicated, even just to be so angry at people who are violators, is because so many violators were once victims of violence. They were once abused themselves. And so it's so important for those who have been abused, whether as children or as adults, to really get help because the way our society constructs masculinity is through power and domination and control, mm-hmm. and that's what men are supposed to do, to control their emotions, to control their actions. 
And as I said earlier, if, if, this is the kind of thing where if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you. <laughs> oh, no question. And so it's it's really it's hard. It's really hard to overcome that. But to tell somebody, um, I think even if you don't make that phone call, if you're someone when a man has told you, then you should make that phone call. <laughs> That's right. And say, I have a friend. I know someone. How can I help? What are the best ways that I can be helpful in helping this person deal with it? But I would say generally it's the work of professionals because this is really difficult stuff for a just kind of regular person walking around to, to try and walk another person through. Yeah, no, no question. I, I know you have to get going, but, mm-hmm. but real quick, is there a number that, that people can call to get to you if they have any more questions or even want to open up their hearts or their testimony to say, you know what, this happened to me, how do I deal with it? Is there a number or a website they can call? Um, yes, I'll give you two. My website is MonicaAColeman.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, again, Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, mm-hmm. A-Coleman.com, C-O-L-E-M-A-N. And then I want to give you another phone number, which I'm going to look up really fast. Okay. Um, and also on my website, there are links on there for all types of programs for teenagers, children, um, men for women. So there will be links to different websites that can be really helpful. Okay. And then there's another number, which is the uh, hotline for RAIN. Uh, and I can't remember exactly what RAIN stands for, but their their um, website, ooh, I can't seem to quite get to it, is R-A-I-N-N-2-N-S.org. Mm-hmm. And this is the Rape, um, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Okay, good. And their phone number is 1-800-656-HOPE. Okay, excellent. 1-800-656-HOPE. 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 H-O-P-E. Okay, excellent, Monica. Well, and they will connect, if you make that, and they're open 24 hours a day, and whoever you call, they can get you in contact with whoever is locally. It will automatically get you to your local your local agencies. Okay. Now, you're, you're running on the class right now? Um, actually, yes, I have a meeting with a student. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, good luck, and thank you for coming on and, and sharing your testimony, your book, and everything else. So uh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Monica, Dr. Monica Coleman, very special young lady um, who has had an issue in the past with sexual violence and has now started this awesome program. You just heard from her and her testimony. And um, I just have to say that uh, it, it takes a lot, number one, to, to to come forward and open your mouth about something like that as a woman. And, uh, again, the, the statistics are alarming, but, you know, even for men, you know, I, there's there's one thing that I, you know, I'm just kind of skeptical about is that as a man, you know, for that to happen to you is, is very devastating for anyone, but for a man, from my, from my point of view, it's, it's tough. But to pick up a phone book and to, to try to seek help, that's another issue. And just to even confide that into someone else and talk about that to somebody else is difficult. And, and what I'm going to do is bring my brother on real quick. Jeff will buy for me car. Jeff, you there with me? That was, um, I'm absolutely here. Good to be here on another Monday with Radio by George. Yeah, man. Thanks for calling in, brother. Yeah, that was a that was a great topic, man. It was a great conversation with Dr. Coleman there. Yeah. What do you now? What is your take on the whole sexual violence against men? Now, if you're a grown man, yeah, man, in his thirties with a family, a job, gets raped, how does he open his mouth? to a, even his boy right. about something like that. Well, I think uh, I think it comes down to that's a tough thing because listening to it, when you raised that concern with Dr. Coleman, the first thing that popped in my mind was, I mean, how do you go? I mean, how do you say that? Yeah. How do you how do you go in and report that? Because there has to be a certain amount of rage that you feel, and of course. There, there is, of course, the shame. I'm sure that's a part of that too. Yes. But it's a, and it's especially important when you are a man, when there are certain levels of masculinity that you deal with that are perceived or real, imposed by society. And I think that prevents, as you quoted some of the statistics. I think that uh, one in ten uh, victims of rape are male. But you're talking about the numbers that go unreported. Yeah. 
I think that because of society, it just does not get reported, and men have to deal with that. Maybe we'll just have to, have to think that might be an interesting topic to maybe find uh, an expert in the future who can actually talk from a perspective of, of people who have reported and gotten over that stigma to actually report the incident of crime or rape, especially as it relates to men, because it's, it's tough enough as it, as it deals with uh, women and all of the laws that have come about to protect them. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine, you know, what it would be like to be a man to report it. Maybe some callers either today or another show could call in and, and speak of those instances, but it's it's kind of scary to think about, but necessary. I mean, how do you rectify a crime if you don't report it? No question, no question, or even if you wanted to get out there. Because immediately, how do you even form your lips to say, you know, I've been sexually violated, yeah. <laughs> not by a woman, but from another man? Right. And 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 just the humi- I mean, it, it can drive you to the point of depression to uh, to to on the brink of doing some some things to yourself. You know, right? It's like uh, it's hard, it's just tough to fathom. I mean, even for for young girls out there, right? You know, it's like, well, did I wear something different? Did I carry myself a certain way, or do I give off this vibe? And you know, it's just it's just it's just a tough issue to have to deal with it. But you know, my thing is, how do you prevent it? You know, what are there some of the ways that you can prevent something like this from happening? Yeah, that's that's the other thing because society has gotten so bent toward making the victim the actual perpetrator of the crime mm-hmm. that, you know, we look at terms of pre- prevention and we say, well, uh, women are made to feel bad because they might dress a certain way or they act a certain way. And the shame comes in when you're talking about rape with uh, with the woman saying, well, maybe did I, did I contribute anything to bringing this on myself? Did I dress a certain way that was too provocative? Did I say something to tempt somebody? Mm-hmm. To 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 make a move on me when they shouldn't have, they start going through all of these things. When actuality, no, rape is a victim is, is a crime is a violent crime, yeah. and a person with a rapist mentality, uh, a lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with sexual desire. It's yeah. a it's a crime of aggression. So that's where the mentality shifts over, and so a lot of people feel guilty about it. But it's really it comes down to four words. That often in counseling, I had to learn back in in my days as a youth counselor. I had to learn to teach people, and that's it's not my fault. I got it's, you. You know, that's the first thing. Well, it's not my fault that we got to go. <laughs> it's, it's the last hour. It's for the last minutes of the hour. And uh, thank you for calling into Radio by George. Indeed. Same I'm- time, same hour, same place. Until next time, people. Have a good one. Peace. you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.